Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode of Enlightened Conversations is hosted and produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Thank you so much for joining me for another Enlightened Conversation where we aim to really help the world evolve one conversation at a time. I'm really excited today. I have the beautiful Janine Hall joining me as our special guest for today. And I just want to let you know a little bit about Janine. Janine is actually a life and business strategist who started out as a remedial massage therapist and a beauty therapist over 16 years ago. And now she's using her intuitive and holistic skills to help educate people to think and feel differently about themselves and their relationships. So Janine combines her skills of alchemy and life coaching to bring greater awareness to the self. And I'm really intrigued to find out so much more um, or whenever I'm planning my shows, I like to plan them with my enlightenment in mind. And I'm so excited to have Janine joining me. Thank you so much for joining us, Janine. Hello, and thank you for having me. It's, it's wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I, I was reflecting this morning on really, you know, all the, all the things that you're doing with your world and... I love, I love that um, it's so rich. There's so many layers to what you do because one could just look at, oh, you know, one area uh, like um, the, the, the healthcare, what have you, and think, oh, it's just healthcare. But it's not. It's, it's really important, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and I was, uh, when I describe myself, I always do get quite confused because it depends what subject I'm talking you about because there are many layers to me but that's like people there are always different layers to everyone and uh, yeah I try and combine all that in sim simplistic and helpful tips and that sort of thing to help people. One of the things I really love about what you do I must say it's very um, resonates strongly with me is you're really practical I love that you're really practical in some of the articles that you've written for Lightworker Advocate magazine, like steps are so like solid and concrete, which for me, I feel like if you can't apply uh, spiritual concepts, holistic concepts into actual everyday ways, you're missing the point somehow. So I really love that you provide those tangible ways. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, when I'm looking at something and we want to fix something, you have to have that practicality of how do I do it in my everyday life? How do I do that without, um, you know, either going to get a bank loan to fix something or breaking something or tearing a relationship apart or thinking that you are not the best at what you do and those sorts of things and, and, and bringing the practicality in so it's everyday stuff is what really sits with me. Uh, I, I must tell you a little story. I actually, um, I was asked to go and do a little 10-minute speech. On, this is a few years ago about anti-aging stuff. And I actually froze um, because I, I, 
the anti the anti aging stuff um, that is out there at the moment, I just don't relate to. Um, and and when I was up on the stage, I had a ten minute speech, and I froze two minutes into it, and I had nothing to say because. I wasn't being a authentic with myself or be authentic with my product, and I and I learned that. And it's just like, well, it's it's bringing me into it and bringing my practicalities into it and helping people solve things holistically has to be where I sit. Yeah, yeah. like I I totally relate to what you're saying. Somebody invited me to be a part of Nirium, which is. I don't know anything about, but apparently it's meant to be this amazing anti-aging thing going around at the moment. Now I'm all for skincare, love it, love taking care of my skin, but so not obsessed with the whole age thing because I feel like aging is beautiful. I love wrinkles. You, you know, if you've ever seen my husband, he's got wrinkles everywhere. He's a surfer. He surfs pretty much every morning and sun wrinkles and everything. I just love them. I just think wrinkles are bees knees. Um, I'm 46 and for some reason I've always had hardly any like just a hereditary thing, but I don't have a problem. I mean, I remember when my kids were, you know, that age where they just pinch you and they do everything to your skin and everything like that. And if I did that, they'd say I had worms and, you know, we'd have a laugh. <laughs> you know, and um, I kind of feel like um, if I'm going to put my face to something, it won't certainly won't be about anti-aging. It'll certainly come from a self-love, self-respect point of view. This is someone you're talking to now who has had like over 26 years now of body image recovery because of my eating disorder. Mm. And I feel like that yeah. all that comes into play. And I feel like part of being enlightened is actually to embrace whatever age we're, whatever we look like, the beauty, see the beauty in the wrinkles, see the beauty yes. in the scars. Yeah. Everything, everything. And, and just on scars, scars actually tell a story about who you are. And, and so do the wrinkles. Every wrinkle that you have on your face, every spot, dot and freckle actually says something about who you are as a person. And, and that's where, that's what makes my heart sing. And where I can educate people on, on that sort of stuff, but not only just the skin, but also in their relationships as well, it, it, it sort of, um, that it does, it just makes my heart sing when I can, I can say, well, what about it? Why don't we look at it this way? Or why don't you look at it that way? And now I'm not against um, the the anything that that um, you know any any agent is just not me. Um, and if you want to go and do all that, that's fantastic. Absolutely love it. And for the right reasons, it's it's absolutely a really good thing. But if you're doing it just because you're not happy with who you are, then that's where we need to take a look at you and say, well, why not? Let, let's have a look. Let's delve into who you are. And I guarantee you, I will make you feel differently about who you are yeah. as, as a person. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's just, that's just what I love doing. And I love seeing, I love seeing smiles on, on, on people's faces and things. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting topic because I don't, people come to me, and they'll say, oh, do you think I should get a boob job? Do you think I should not, you know, have some surgery um, to reduce my breasts? I've had that too, a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, do you think, is it okay, you know, metaphysically, all that stuff? And I always, my answer is always the same. 
I always say you're coming from a place of love with this yeah. or are you coming from a place of, you know, I'm not good enough. Now, I, I believe we're co-creators with spirit. So if we decide, well, I've been blessed with this body, but I want to do something to enhance it, what have you, whether it's get a new hip to provide better quality of life or whether it's, yep. you know, to get a good job because perhaps the boobs are just deflated from breastfeeding or whatever. It's yes. not about... It's not about a right or wrong or a good or bad from my point of view. I feel like it's more about where you're coming from with your intentionality because whether it's an organ that you receive or whether it's um, prosthetic or what have you, there is a certain level of ownership over, I believe, ownership over the material that's put in you or, or what have you. And if you if you have a hate relationship before you go into an operation, if you have a hate relationship with yourself, what usually happens is there are complications or things don't work or do you know what I mean? Like it's, whereas if you go in with love, it's like you're already connected to it and it tends to work for you rather than give you problems or rejection, even with rejection with organs and things like that. Interesting topic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very. I could talk for days about it. It's actually um, one of the things that I'm doing at the moment, um, just with the little product that I have, the, the, lip, the lip balm that, that I've um, got at the moment. And, and why I'm doing that, now I actually never saw that as a particular, you know, separate thing to what I already do, but especially women about their lips. Now, you and your listeners may not know this, but in the US alone, every 19 minutes, somebody's having a lip augmentation because yeah, every 19 minutes, it's grown, the industry has grown 800% um, in, since 2003, simply because women don't like the shape of their lips. And that, that is 99.9% .9 of the reason why this industry has grown so fast. Now, for me, when I start talking about um, thin-lit personalities or, you know, fuller-lit personalities, people get a whole new different perception on why their lips are the way they are because, you know, they chose them as part of their face, you know, when they're creating themselves. They chose those lips. And, and you know, just for example, um, what, you know, your, your wide lips here, when they come to the outside of your pupil, um, they're classed as a wide lip. So when you're looking at that, you can see that um, you're a mother to everyone and ah. you absolutely love to take care of everything and everyone. And you're, you will be giving birth to so many things, not deliberate children, but giving birth to so many different um, things about you. And I'm going all goosey right now, so I'm, I must be the spirits with me, I tell you. So when I explain, yes, so you have wide lips. Now, but if you look wow. at mine, I actually have narrow, I have like what they call a narrow, narrow lip, um, narrow mouth, but I have a really wide smile. So yeah. my narrow mouth, yeah, so my, my narrowness comes to the inside of my pupil. So what does that mean about me? It means that I like to look after self first. So by looking after self first, I can then go on and I can help other people. But if I choose to do it differently, so, so you will look after people first and then look after yourself. Me, I'll look praise. after me and then, yeah. then I'll look after yeah. other people. Yeah. 
How interesting is that? Oh, are you still with me? Oh, Michelle, I've lost you. All right, Michelle. we yes. got you back, cool. <laughs> so yeah, tell me more yeah, about this. <laughs> So, yeah, tell me more about the lips. So, I don't know where we got up to, but, but when, we're, when, we're, when we're looking at the lips, like um, uh, the bottom lip, when you have a full, full bottom lip, it means that the world sees you as very grounded and stable. So, yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. And thin-lipped, when, yeah. when you see your thin lips, um, when, when, when you have a look at your thin lips, they, they're actually... Um, uh, thinner top lips means that you're determined and what a fantastic quality to have yeah so it's just like either every every lip style that you have has a challenge a vulnerability you've got your strengths and all your weaknesses as well so when you if if you're you know looking at putting Botox in your skin and that sort of thing what you've got to really remember is that it's actually an S8 drug, which is the same drug as morphine and heroin, which is why doctors and nurses have to administer this. But it actually stops your central nervous system from communicating to each other. And when you're doing it around here, this is actually heart-based. Right here, um, what they call as your Cupid's bow, or your Cupid's, um, I think it's Cupid's bow, um, that's, it's, it's heart-based. So you're disconnecting from heart and love. An interesting concept. Yeah, wow. It is. Yeah. When I when I studied Steiner education, one of the things that I learned was that the lower third of the face is usually connected to your will. Um, so your jaw, your ability to be determined and, and those kind of things as well. I'm sure there's a microcosm in there as well with regards to all other places, but like just predominantly at the bottom here then the middle part was more your rhythmic system, your, your heart chakra, your lungs. And that makes sense because often when we have issues with, um, you know, sinuses and things like that, it's, it's usually um, related to our rhythmic system and our, um, you know, it is basically we get very sensitive, hypersensitive there. Um, and then the, the top part was related to more our will, uh, sorry, our thought processes and things like that. So that makes sense too. Which makes sense because you know you got you got your third eye there and that sort of thing and yeah as you say yeah each each part each section of your your face is is determined by something and then as you say you have your micro micro bits in there whether it's your eyebrows your eyes your cheeks your under eyes and and you know and your nose like on top of your nose there is that's that's heart based as well so um, yeah it's really interesting and just. Um, just talking about your face, just under your eyes is um, kidney-based. Mm -hmm. So you've got your stomach, lungs and kidney as well. So that's always a determination of how healthy you are as well and what, yes. what you're not coping with or what you are coping with. Mm. Yes, and I find that when if I'm working too hard and things like that, I will get dark circles under my eyes. Um, usually, it's, um, <laughs> usually it's mascara that I haven't taken off that's waterproof because I tend to have to wear waterproof. <laughs> because whenever I go out I'm always my eyes are always like when whenever I go out in the wind they're always water um or yeah. when I'm talking to someone I'm always getting teary so if I don't have some waterproof stuff on I'm just I, I'm forget it and I just have literally um uh no eyelashes um when I'm when they're blonde you know what I mean like I, yeah. I'm naturally blonde so if I don't have something and I have tried the 
dying, but uh, I often find that irritates my eyes. It yeah, just it's too irritating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has got some toxic chemicals in it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to find what works for you. Hey, it's like one of those, sometimes the lesser of two evils, but you have to be authentic and real with what you want for yourself and, um, you know, transform it from there, I think, too, a lot of the time. Um, So, you know what I was reflecting on this morning that I wanted to ask you was when it comes to um, reading the face, reading the body, because you've got training in that as well, the thing that really came up for me this morning was thinking about, wow, I wonder where Janine starts. Does she start with being able to read, like physically read what's going on and then marry that up to your intuition? Or is it the other way around? Are you connecting with your intuition and then looking for cues? Or is it a bit of both? I'm curious about that. it's actually a bit of both but how all of that started um as i was doing remedial massage i started feeling and looking and knowing within so well you know like your your psychic you know your clear audience and and all that sort of stuff so i started looking within and, and i would say to clients um your lungs aren't well do you work in do you work somewhere around dust and they would say Yes, I work in a quarry or, you know, all those, all those sorts of things. And I started to marry each part of what I was, what I was doing. And it wasn't until years later that I actually realised that I was actually highly intuitive around the body and our skin and combining the two and seeing how they mix with our health and, and our emotional well-being. So I, I would do things and I wouldn't know what I was doing. So I started, um, you know, like if I was doing a facial and those sorts of things, the, um, the clients would say, what did you just do? And I said, well, I've just done a facial. And they go, um, no, you haven't just done a facial. What did you? And I said, well, I don't know. I've just done my facial. And, um, and it, it, that's where it sort of all started. And, and it was not until many years later and it actually probably... I would have to say probably only the probably last two years, I've sort of defined it more as a shamanic healing along with those types of things because I'm so practical, grounded, down to earth kind of thing. And I'm, I'm not bells and whistles and I'm, I'm not champagne and high heels and, you know, those sorts of things that it comes back down to that earthiness and, and, and that sort of thing. But it's definitely a bit of everything. When I was growing up, I had um, an imaginary friend who who was with me till I was 14, you know. Um, I I could clearly see this person. I could describe this person, all those sorts of things. And and my parents would call this an imaginary friend, you know. I now know that that wasn't an imaginary friend. And, And But being somewhat enlightened in a normal family is is quite um well it, it can be a, it can be a, it can be a struggle um, because you often if you say no it's just like i have no explanation other than i know um it's cool or anything like that you just have to go with your gut really and um yeah yeah that's but that's how all of that is the it's the marrying of both and i actually don't know how either one of them started just, yeah, I yeah. just have to go with it in. So, yeah. <laughs> it's often the way, though. We often 
fall into these things. I remember I was had postnatal depression. I volunteered. This is after my first second child. I volunteered at the local community centre to help them with their bookkeeping um, because that I joined a postnatal depression support group, which ended up being a stress management support group, which ended up being run by a recovering alcoholic for 20 years who linked me back into my 12 steps that I was, you know, had been connected with for like a decade at that point and, and I had kind of, you know, it hadn't been on my radar because I've been pregnant and whatnot and with two young children and all that. And uh, like, you know, it started off volunteering to do bookkeeping and then saw what he was doing went, oh, I could run a course or a workshop on recovering from codependency. I could do that standing on my head, you know, like I just felt like, gee, where's a lot of people could benefit from that. Do you want me to do it? He goes, oh, yeah, do that. Never run a co never run a workshop in my life but anyway what what but anyway did that and then at the end of that workshop I had people coming up to me going oh do you do counseling I'm like no like that's how I got into counseling I just decided well maybe I should it's kind yeah. of one of those things isn't it like we just kind of like for anybody listening because I know that you, you do a lot of business strategy in that but for anybody listening, I think sometimes the best strategy is turning up, putting 100% behind what you're doing at that moment in time, trusting yes. that that's a stepping stone or a foundation. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, the, the, the next learning or the next level wouldn't have been attained had you not done that anyway. So you might as well enjoy it, be where you are, yeah? Yes. And, and also know that um, whatever you're going through right now will be different in a week or a month or something like that. And, and where you start with, I kind of look at it as like um, learning how to walk. We walk and we stumble, we get up, we dust our knees off and then we keep going again. And, and you know, like, and I, for me, I wasn't actually aware that I was helping people or coaching people because my friends had just phoned me up and they go, oh, can I come over? Something's happened. I come up. They'd come over and, and I'd start chatting to them. And within 30 minutes, they're feeling differently about themselves. They're going, I never looked at it like that. And I said, well, there you go. You know, and each person has their own stuff, you know. And, and well done to you too, Michelle, for going, yeah, I can run that workshop and not knowing anything about it. Just like, and if, if, I'm, if, if anyone's like that, and I got really nervous around certain, um, doing those sorts of things, I actually got really nervous around it. And I'm thinking, God, how, how can I do that? How can I do that? I've never done that before. And one of the things that, all, that popped into my head, it says, but nobody knows what you're going to say or what, you're, or what they're not going to miss out on should you not say something. I thought, oh, that's a great way to look at it. Okay, thanks very much. I'll take that. Um, so awesome. if you forget something, don't worry about it because your audience didn't know that you were going to say it. Yeah, that's awesome. I must admit, like, I think I was excited because um, at the time, uh, as I said, I had postnatal depression. What had happened for me was after seven months of my second child, I had I was really struggling with um, you know being a mum of a, another child like who was two and also a, a seven month old um, feeling like I had really I wasn't on purpose because I didn't you know we're talking about business strategy if I look at look look at it now from a business strategic point of view what what spirit would be saying to me is you were so on purpose because you weren't satisfied with that alone and it was creating a depression for you and i remember um 
And that was okay. That's actually okay. Like, because I was meant to be running courses and I was meant to be doing other things. So if I hadn't have listened to my depression and gone up and admitted it and said, Oh, I, holy crap. Cause I didn't know I had it. I didn't even know it existed. Um, and I saw a psychologist and like within like the first 20 minutes, I answered 20 questions and I got them pretty much apart from the suicidal thoughts. <laughs> I got, pretty much yes, 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 yes. So I was totally in the depression, postnatal depression. And, but having said that, uh, the thing that, that happened for me that shifted so quickly was when I went along to the postnatal depression support group that turned out to be the stress management group, what happened was because I linked into my purpose so quickly there, the depression lifted like that. I, and to be honest, I've always felt like that was the last time I was ever depressed, which was, my daughter's 16 now. So, you know, that's a long time to, but, but, but since that time I've, I've been on purpose, you know, there have been times where I felt a bit stale. Like I remember towards the end of working in child safety for five years, you know, and going, I'm really ready to go. Yes, but never the depression. But I think the depression is awesome in that it actually motivates us to, 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 to notice the dissatisfaction of, the current where we are currently and to ask ourselves that question from the higher self to go what 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 is it i'm meant, actually meant to be doing because this isn't obviously this isn't, isn't right for me sitting right for me right now yeah that exactly and and um for me quite some time ago i um I too was depressed, but didn't didn't know it because I'm I'm happy, Janine. I'm Janine who does everything, gets stuff done, and and do all that. And I actually didn't realise I was um, depressed. And it wasn't until I um, my marriage I ended up being separated um, for close on two years. Now that was ten years ago, and we now have a fantastic relationship. But had I not have gone through that depression. And all the stuff that come along with it and everything that was thrown at me, I would not have known how capable I was and, and my life lessons. I'm actually so grateful for all of that um, um, because it's made me the person I am today. And not only can I also fix and help myself, but I'm able to do that with other people, whether it's emotionally, physically, spiritually or practically. I've got it covered and showing people how to do it and being that person who was like that, I, you help people. But, you know, as you say, if, if you didn't go through that stuff, it, they're all blessings, all blessings. And, and I appreciate everything that, um, that during that period I, I learned about myself as not only a woman but a mother and what I want a wife and, you know, as a wife and, and how I want a relationship to be. And that's always evolving around my next level of self-worth. Um, just, just for instance, money, you know, like money can be a really big issue with um, lots of people and that sort of thing. And I was only having a time to have a conversation with my husband about money the other day. And I, I said to him, you know, I said, we, we really have to talk about this this money because you don't let me speak about it because you you know go off on tangents and everything like that and 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 he gets very defensive about it and so he's now working on the less being less defensive and and checking in with himself about why he feels the way he does about that 
However, had I not have said, we really need to have, we need to be able to talk about money like we talk about everything else, um, he would not have gone, oh, yeah, I really do need to check in with myself. And you are right. I do need to listen to that. And so, yeah, it's, it's, you've got to go through it, I think, to feel it, to understand it and then yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're not the victim. You're not the victim. You are the survivor, thriver and educator of who you are. Exactly. And, you know, anybody out there who's actually tuned into this broadcast who actually feels like they're in the middle of it, the, 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 the thing I would say to you is, is that sometimes depression, people look at it like it's really selfish, like all you care about is yourself because you're so, like it, the energy of depression is so like heavy that it's, it, it sort of creates this inward feeling, you know, this kind of uh, self-absorption. Um, mm. but, but I think if you look at the shadow side of that, if you look at what it's trying to tell you, it's, it's actually pointing out, look at, look at me, look at me. I need to be heard. There's something we need to listen to. Um, and if you take the enlightened view on the depression, you can say, oh, it's depressing me inward so that I listen to what I need to do next. Because... Yeah. My experience people have the best success with like shifting their depression is that they find their purpose they find meaning in their lives beyond them but that that without them being a part of it, it, it it's it, it's it's value adding basically mm -hmm. so my feeling is is that you know um obviously there are um hormones and there are big things at play uh chemically and things like that but i do affect i, I do feel that we are um, quite capable of creating and changing those chemical imbalances. I really do through our choices, through our behavior, through, you know, if we've got the bipolar stuff going on through our ability to um, understand our energy, become energetic masters at what's going on with our energy. Are we using too much of it? Even though we've got heightened energy level, what are we storing? What are we doing? Are we being good caretakers of our energy? you know, how, how are we using it? So I feel like this, it's a big topic and probably one we hadn't expected, but it's obviously one that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with, with depression, um, I, I had a, a friend of mine and, and she's, uh, I had quite a few friends that have um, suffered from depression and, um, you know, family members are also um, suffered and or suffering from depression as well. And it, it, it can actually if you're not aware of the depression and how it can affect others in your life um, and having that awareness around how, how it comes out to play, people can be considered selfish and, and that sort of thing. And, and I actually don't think there's anything wrong with it. But what you need to be able to do is understand that selfishness as them part of their journey. It's just... It's just who they are. For, for, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, my dad has recently been diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's dementia and vascular disease dementia. Now, my dad has known for the last 20 years that he should give up smoking, but he doesn't. Smoking is his best friend. Now, he's gone to see the kidney guy and all these sorts of things. And they go, mate, you should really give up smoking. And it's like, yeah, okay. And he tries it for three weeks and he does it. And then he just goes back to it. And then my mum, she gets quite angry. Oh, your father's still smoking all this sort of stuff. And I'm just going, you know, mum, look, that's dad's best friend. That's his crux. That's what he chooses to do. And it's his life and his journey. If 
if he wanted to change something, he would have changed it 20 odd years ago. So you have to respect that decision that he's made to continue that, that smoking and, and all those sorts of things. And this is all, that's the crux of his problems that he has. But in saying that, my dad will jump on a bike and ride 15 kilometres. You know, so he's got, he's got this thing. Is it balance? Is it unbalanced? Who knows? I don't know. It's just like, it, that's, that's my dad, you know. And, and you have to respect his decision. He's, he's a capable person of just being who he is and not trying to change somebody. You know, yes, educate, but if they don't want to change, accept who they are. Yeah, I agree. And, and I feel mm. like it, free will always dictates, uh, you know, how someone's going to, what you know, they know what they know or they don't know what they know, but their free will dictates how they want to live their life. And I think that, that often the issue isn't the person who is choosing to live the way they want to live. The issue is with the people around them not accepting that's their choice. That's where the problems are. Um, however, you know, being mindful of the impact that our, our choices have, of course, on other people. But at the same, like, you know, being mindful of that, I don't know that that would stop his Alzheimer's and, and dementia degeneration, though, yeah. um, at this stage. But, you know, if he um, understands the impact that that will have and have a conversations about that, I think that's really important while he's still lucid um, mm. because, I mean, we all have to make those hard calls and those hard choices when it comes to um, diseases that are degenerative that impact the whole family basically because yeah. they take yeah. up a lot of space you know yeah. and it's what what can the family hold like what you know what can we do what, what can't we do what not can't we do but what we feel is beyond us and our capability or our energy level yeah well for me it's just like uh when i'm when i'm educating my my family it's just like educating them that it's his choice and and just to love and laugh who who that person is and regardless of whatever decisions they've made or not made um at, at the end of the day um they're not hurting you and it's it's you've got to come back to that and and if you you know like if you don't like it then and if they're not going to change and you can't live that way then leave start yeah. something new for yourself and that's that's the and, but if they are willing to change or you're willing to live the way they, 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 they choose to live in it, it's okay. It's okay. They're, and I kind of bring it back to people are either aware or unaware in their own spiritual evolution. So sometimes um, I think in regards to just my father, like you have a look at him and, and my nana had dementia. But, and I think he saw Nana go through that, you know, 20 odd years ago, and he's decided that's what he was going to uh, eventually die from, you know, and, and that's his choice. It, it was either choose from it or choose not from it. But yeah, that's his choice. And you just, you have to just understand and respect all that decisions around those sorts of things that you do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, 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 I guess for me, it reminds me of the three gets of Alanon. I spent 
a long time in Al-Anon, hence I could teach a codependency recovery workshop and after 10 years of going to Al-Anon because I was in a relationship for four and a half years with an alcoholic or a problem drinker. I don't think they'd ever admit they were an alcoholic, but, you know, in my... I had, I had the issue. I had the issue with their drinking. So <laughs> I had the issue. Um, so I own that. And um, I went to Al-Anon and that taught me a lot about, um, well, the three gets of Al-Anon, which I love. Um, uh, get off their back, get out of their way and get on with your life. Um, and the reason why I love those three gets is because it helps you realise that you're not helping the issue if you're harping on about it to the person. So get off their back. Um, get out of their way means, you know what, um, they've got life to live whether you approve of it or not and it's their journey like you were saying, like it is their journey of enlightenment you can't measure whether it's good or not, not enough. Um, that's none of your business. It really is not, a, it's not none of our business. Um, no matter how much potential we see in a person, it really is none of our business. Um, and get, out, get on with your life means that I think this is what it brings back to me is it brings back that feeling of unity because if I'm getting on with my life, I'm lifting everyone including that person because obviously i'm not in the back and that's hate they're lifting already um but i'm actually creating positive energy because i'm not focused on the lack i'm focused on what i need to do and take responsibility for it so for me that has been absolute gold um in understanding that it's so easy to get caught up with mm -hmm. focusing on the drama you know all, mm -hmm. the, all the lack rather than getting yeah. on with what we need to do that's right. And, and um, when, when I separated from my husband, um, I too went to Al-Anon because I was the wife of an alcoholic, but I actually, yeah, I, I actually didn't realise that. And um, I, I got to the point where it was, I, I could not live that way anymore. So I chose to leave because it was just like, I had the problem with, you know, with, with you drinking. And these are the reasons why I had the problem. But if you couldn't see that, then it's my problem and I'll let you go. And I'll love you from a distance. Thank you very much for the life. And I'll start a new, I'll start a new one. Now, what, I, what happened from that was I, I actually did start a new life um, with my husband because he got that what he was doing in, that, in the alcoholism and the drinking and the depression and the, all those sorts of things that he wasn't being the person that he wanted to be and he didn't like who he had become but couldn't see how to get out of it. And it wasn't until he started saying and having conversations with, with people that, that he was not drinking and now doesn't drink um, that we actually fell back in love. But, hey, that, took, that takes trust. doesn't happen overnight but um, the new life that we have would not have been possible had I not said, I'm leaving because I don't like what you're doing at the moment and everything that was around that. But grateful, absolutely grateful for, for all of that and grateful for Al-Anon and what they teach you and, and the AA because I realised that I wasn't alone and I realised that um, even though I, I because for me in, in that situation, it was like I actually didn't realise um, that I was actually married to an alcoholic because he was a great dad, great provider, all these sorts of other things and, you know, and it's just like, well, well clearly it's me, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, and, and, yeah, it was my problem. But 
luckily going through all that, we had that way that it, it, we just sort of connected and, and started getting back together and, and learning a new, new relationship. And I just, I think that's gold. That's amazing. That's so inspiring, Janine. I mean, that's, I guess I talk about, I, I do, when I'm, you know, helping people through issues around relationship, I really like to say, look, if you just take care of your backyard because of the unity principle, seriously, they're either going to change or they're going to not, you're not going to be attracted to them anymore or they're not going to be attracted to you anymore. So it won't be an issue. And yep. you'll just, you'll attract the right person who's ready, you're ready for, and they're ready for you. And I feel like because of that unity principle, um, it does change our whole world and our vibration and our view of a person and also the other person, even though we're not trying to control and manipulate them, it's still, it's still creating a, a, a flow and effect and a reaction and a response, which they can embrace yeah. or they can move away from. Sounds to me like this really was a catalyst and a big wake up call for him to, to do something different about his life choices. Absolutely, and then you know he he, he uh, after that he discovered that he was um, he had a spare thirty odd hours a week, so he started doing lots of training and running, and he still trains and runs today. So you know all blessings um, around that. So you know when if if you're looking at depression and you're looking at all those sorts of things and your relationships around who you are as a person, always look within, and you just. Take one step at a time. Don't try and have all the answers at once because you don't. But you have to be happy with you. And learning about you first, I, I think, is paramount to um, putting your own self-worth first, discovering who you are, and then being able to, to see others in a light and giving that ripple effect, you know, and because they see you living the life that you want and seeing you happy with a smile on your face. Come on, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, it's, yeah. I think that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. They, you know, it's probably something that they like go, wow, oh, I want what she's got. And then kind of there, I think so. Or they, they don't like it because it makes them feel like they're not in control and then they'll go elsewhere, which is great. Um, yeah. You know, I say it saves you time, saves you energy and um, you get on with doing what you're meant to do here. Um, yeah. I'm curious about your um, little award that you became a finalist for. Can you tell us more about that too? Yes, I can. Um, I got nominated for the Sunshine Coast Businesswoman's uh, Network Awards uh, and we got finalist in the product and sustainability. And I am absolutely stoked around that. So that's actually um, a big big um, kudos for me and, and having such a, a young business for the organic lip balm company and being um, uh, seen and recognised um, as the product, as, you know, sustainable product and, and everything like that. It was just amazing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a winner, whether I'm the winner or a finalist, I'm a winner. And, and um, I, the whole process took about 40 hours. Uh, it was a big process, but something that I, it pulled out of me everything that I want to share with, with people um, about, you know, um, not only life and business, but what I want to put into the business and, and that. So the, the process is if, if anyone is in business and they're looking at doing awards or anything, I just do it, just do it. it it's one of those things that um, you think, oh, I couldn't be bothered with or whatever. And, and 
just do it. it, it I put it, um, I'm now doing pop-up shops up at the Yamandi markets and talking to international guests. And I use that as part of my sales funnel and stuff, you know, and I've met people from the UK and um, New Zealand and uh, American, all those sorts of things. And, and having that, that finalist um, thing there, they're going, wow, that's, that's pretty good. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very humbled that uh, they chose such a young company to represent not only the Sunshine Coast, but also women internationally and, and where I want to take it and what they want to do with it, um, what I want to do with it um, as, as, a, as a category, because it's huge. The, the event is much sought after and, and yeah, if you're going to do it, just do it. The process is amazing. It's full on, <laughs> but it's yeah. worth it. Yep. So what's next for you? Are you um, looking at doing anything? Uh, what are your little plans for the next few little bits? Okay. So my plan, I'm halfway through writing my book um, about lips, um, that there was a lot of resistance around that when it was like, because, you know, spirit, you know, the guide said, yeah, write a book about lips. I'm going, what? I can't write a lip, I can't write a book about lips. You've got to be kidding me. And so the book, the book started out um, really quite practical and it's more, it's more a spiritual-based one now. And, uh, yes, there'll be practical stuff in there, but it's, it's pretty much teaching people how to care and look and feel about their lips and think about them differently, you know, pretty much how to love them, how to love their lips and see themselves differently. So that hopefully will be, um, I'll be crowdfunding that and having little um, peppered um, inspirational quotes throughout the book. Uh, so I'll be doing that um, probably in the next few weeks, um, starting that. And hopefully that will go, that will actually go into the Emmy bags for uh, next year, for 2017. That will go into the Emmy bags um, for the Agnes celebs there. And at the moment, I'm just, um, I will be uh, putting together some uh, micro niche businesses for women or or anything like that who want to start up a little micro niche and I'll teach and train them how to use the products and sell them at markets, pop-ups and, and fundraisers and weddings and that sort of stuff. So that's what's going on for me at the moment. I hope to have 20 or 30 around Australia and hopefully some overseas as well by next year. So fingers crossed. <laughs> This about the Emmys. You're hoping to put the, your your product in the little gift bags for the people that are attending the Emmys, getting the Oscars. Yes, yes. So we've got um, we've wow. been uh, we've got the Academy Awards in January. Oh so God. they will have my my lip balm. Yeah, they will have my lip balm product in there. Then we've got the Emmys, and I'm hoping that they will have. No, there's no hoping they will have my book that will be printed and ready to go um, and my lip balm. So, and then, then we've also got the Australian Logie Awards um, as well. So we're doing oh, those, wow. those three. So that's yeah, exciting. Yeah. So that's oh. I know. I know. I love it. I love it. I, it's really I, good. I am, a, I am a champagne and cocktails person. So that excites me. That ticks my box. <laughs> Yes, I, well, I'm I, I'm a I'm a I'm a wine and a wine and barbecue kind of girl. So yes, it, it ticks my box. But I love I love the um, I love getting dressed up and you know doing all those sorts of things. So yeah, it does it ticks my box as well. So yeah, even though I'm practical, I do have a 
Champagne taste, as my husband says. So, yeah, and I quite <laughs> like having my champagne taste. So, yeah, oh, I'm the same. I love barbecues. I, I love, like, sometimes, like, my day at working from home, I'll, I'll, I like working in my bikini and my onesie, depending on the weather, uh, my shorts, my my, my, my bare feet. I'm a very grounded person, but I, I love glamming it up too. It's, it's, it's really fun. And it's nice to, it's nice to embrace the different parts of our personality and, and to let them be who they are. I was actually, I had long hair as a kid, but I was the girl that rode her BMX bike and went mulberry picking with the boys. And, you know, I was, I was more of a Tom girl or tomboy, whatever you want to call it for, for the most part of my childhood, um, getting dirty and muddy and, you know, it was great. And um, you too? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a BMX girl, kind of riding girl, but I love, I do love a good pair of high heel shoes and I do love getting dressed up and glammed up and, and, and um, yeah, but love, but love the, uh, the casual life just, just as much. But it's good to be able to embrace, embrace that. I love fine dining as well and it's got to be real food. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If I could eat meat pies, I probably could, but I'm more into, I'm more into like a, a fine dining experience. Yeah. Yeah. Nice I'm, food. But BMX, BMX bike riding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind the odd pie myself, but yeah, it's probably. Uh, <laughs> it depends what mood you're in, doesn't it? Like you know, the hot chip yeah. mood or yeah. or the fragua or, <laughs> you know, it's 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 yeah. nice to have a variety of different tastes. But um, I'm looking forward to uh, ha having our little Q and A of questions and answers next week. So we'll be yes. um, we'll be um, just to let our um, listeners know that it will be next Thursday, and we are going to have uh, it's. Uh, let me just double check on the timing of that. It is the 12 to 1 p.m. on the. 14th, I think, just 17th. there we 17th, honey, I had it up and I lost it. Sorry. Thank you for that. So it's um, Thursday and that's Australian Eastern Standard Time. So if you're in the US and you want to tune in, please look, just post your questions if you, if you want to post them um, to uh, the threads that we put up on Facebook and social media and things like that. It's nice to have questions. If you can't tune in to listen that's cool but it's it's lovely to have the questions there so we can answer them and and um you know if you want to actually call in to ask some questions live um i will be posting a, an invitation link for callers to be able to call in so that yeah we can accept some live callers as well so that'll be fun um and um and that will it will be fun i'm looking forward to that yeah, I, I, I guess it's one of those things that we've covered so many topics today. You never know what kind of questions we might get, but we don't really mind because it's all part of the journey enlightenment and it's, you know, we're open to spirit sending us through whatever messages we're going to get and pass on as well. And um, But it's also great, like last last week when we did our Q&A, we had a caller um, and she, she called in and she was talking about her experiences with recent experiences with anxiety and things because that was the topic last time and it was just really interesting because she had some amazing things to say about how she had you know progressed past hers as well so we're open to people joining in our enlightened 
discussions and conversations as well as the questions. So if you feel that you've got a story to share or something that you really feel passionate about and you want to contribute about anything that we've shared, that's another reason to really contribute and be part of the energy, building the energy of what we're, we're doing here. So um, how can people find you, Janine, just, just so that we can make sure that they've got the right contact? Um, look, Jump on to, I'm on Instagram, um, Janine Hall underscore. Um, that's my personal page where I do a lot of stuff. Also, Facebook, uh, we've got Soul Spa Alchemy and also organiclipbalm.com.au and Instagram, organiclipbalm.com.au as well. But um, you can also email me as well. Probably uh, info at organiclipbalm.com.au will get, get, get me. That's probably the easiest one to remember. So... Um, yeah, look for me on Facebook, yeah. Info, Info at, at organicliplum.com.au.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.beautiful.